Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Candid. We are joined by three lovely guests today. If you haven't been here before, this is a podcast where we just have super candid, casual conversations and this episode is going to be pretty candid. Um, we're going to see where this goes. So again, I'm Crystal. Hey guys, I'm Ange. Hi, I'm Eric. I like bubble tea. Uh, I'm Josh. I also like bubble tea. Wait, me three. So before this episode, we all signed a blood contract to be as candid as possible. <laughs> Just kidding, we didn't, but this is going to be a juicy episode. So earlier this year, we had asked our listeners and our friends for a bunch of questions about what do girls wonder about guys. We're just going to get started. So there are a lot of questions that girls apparently have about guys. Josh and Eric are here to answer all of our curiosities and all the things that we wonder about. And they're going to be super candid and super honest. Thank you all the listeners and our friends too. A lot of these are our friends um, who submitted questions. This episode would not exist without you guys. And quite honestly, there are a lot of things here that I didn't even think about, but I am curious about now. So... Let's get started. I'll just start off with what are some signs that a guy is or is not interested in you? I guess for signs, obviously time is a very big thing. If they choose to spend a lot of time either talking to you and mm -hmm. hanging out with you or making plans to like hang out with you, I guess. But another big sign is money. You sort of put the money in where your mouth is. So they offer to pay for like meals or snacks or your bubble tea. Obviously, that's a case by case thing because it could mm -hmm. you could just be buying snacks or whatever for your friends, but they pay for meals. I think, you know, maybe that's that's a sign. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that could be true. But I feel like I also know people that just do that anyways. I feel like one of the big things um, is like guys don't really go out of the way to do things for other people unless like <laughs> they want to get something out of it right and not to say like being interested is like trying to get you to like get your affection out of you but like for example like guys don't drive all the way out to meet someone just to meet mm. them unless they really are interested what if like does it have to just be like one-on-one like what if a guy is always asking a girl if she wants to hang out with his friends or like in a group of friends because, like, from the girl's side, it's, like, you don't really know if they're just, they just want to hang out with me. Like, they just want me around or, it's like, it's, like, a group, a group thing. Do you think it's general or more so, like, targeted to that person? I think it really depends. I, I feel like a lot of guys do that because they feel like they know that a girl will be more comfortable in saying yes if it's, like, mm -hmm. proposed as a group thing, right? But they really do want to, like, hit on you, mm -hmm. basically, at the end of the day. They're shy. Um, shy boys. <laughs> <laughs> shy boys yeah yeah i feel like it could be i mean i don't know i feel like especially in asian circles like people make such a big deal about hanging out one-on-one -on -one that you just naturally try to hang out in groups true i also think that maybe it has to do with who is in that group of friends if a guy is asking you to hang out with his group of friends and you're not in that group then maybe that's more intentional than hanging out in a group setting where all the friends there are mutual friends or in the same group that's mm. true What's your take on a guy friend that likes your dating app profile? 
Is that like a is that like a JK JK? Unless. Unless. Is that from experience? <laughs> that was not. That was not my question. I was just wondering if that question came out of a place of you know profound experience or not. I don't know. I, I think it could be. I mean, I think it, like some guys like have that track record, right? Like, of of doing that. Like at the same time, like you could just screenshot the thing and just send it separately and be like, "Haha, look at look at this." I don't think guys think that deeply into it either. But, yeah, that makes but sense. I I think it definitely some guys are definitely trying to uh, like play the statistics game. I guess. Hashtag shy boys, shy boys, twenty twenty one. What what's the statistics game? Can you elaborate? It's like you fire one bullet. At most, you're gonna hit one person, right? Mm, if you like, if you like, fire like an entire round, like maybe you'll hit more than one person at a time. Um, True. It kind of plays into the thing. Like, I think guys are. It's easier to coax a guy into being interested in you than like vice versa. Why do you think that is? Because <laughs> guys are dumb. <laughs> T. Facts. More seriously, I think the. I think a lot of not to be gener like over gener generalizing, but I think a lot of females um, like and prefer their affection in a certain way, right? And guys are kind of very general about it. They're just like some guys, you just like touch them and they feel a certain way, <laughs> just like on the shoulders or something, and they're like, "Oh my god, is this a sign?" Um, so you think if a girl touches you, it's a sign that she might be interested? I think guys read into it, mm. like mm. the classic like. Slapping you on the shoulder, oh, you're so funny, that kind of thing.、No. Um, in the past, I've definitely read into it. I know a lot of guys like read into it as well. Do you think there's a surefire way for a girl to express interest in you, besides just straight up <laughs> telling you <laughs> or slapping you? I don't know. I think guys are pretty dumb. So, I agree. That, that's, that's the, the title、podcast. of this episode. Guys are dumb. Yeah, I yeah I agree. So the clearer you are, the easier it's gonna be. Because I feel like guys are very simple. I think there's there's one word to put it. Guys are simple. If you just tell us straight up, I think we'll get the message. But if we don't, <laughs> at a time. If not, then I think guys would ironically overthink a lot of things, especially like Josh mentioned about like the the. Like the shoulder tap or something, but I think that can also happen with just texting or even talking in person. I think、mm -hmm. not not to generalize as well, but I think maybe a lot of guys maybe do not have as many experiences talking to girls. So maybe if they talk to girls and they talk back, or in texting, vice versa, they might think to themselves, "Oh, this girl is talking to me."、Hmm. Yeah. So girls have to be more intentional too. Because I think it's common for girls to like be nice, you know,、mm. and so it can be like read differently. That's definitely true. Like I think people want to be polite, and like people don't want to like have a stigma attached to you that you're just like kind of mean or not welcoming or not talkative. But、um, I don't know. It's like it's 2021, right?、Um, it's all about the efficiency, especially nowadays when you can't like see people, you can't play that game.、Mm -hmm. um, Maybe that's why guys are. Liking their friends on the apps, efficiency. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else can you do besides、uh, sit home and swipe on apps? True. Might as well shoot your shot with someone you kinda know. I'm gonna pivot to something easier. What's it like peeing standing up? <laughs> it's like asking, like, kind of the opposite, right? Like, I don't know how to describe it because it's so natural, and like, we wouldn't understand 
the vice versa, the other aspect of it. I don't know. When I'm at home, I like to be standing, sitting down. <laughs> I don't know. It's comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Josh on this one too. If I'm at home, I prefer to be sitting. It's just so much more comfortable and you can aim better. Versus if you're standing up, sometimes the stream just splits. And then you got to like... <laughs> no! And you can't control it. There's some things you can't control. And, you know, you can't defy the laws of physics and gravity sometimes. So, you know, when it splits and goes in a different direction than you intended, then you got to clean it up. And it's not fun cleaning it up. So to avoid that, you just sit down. It's so much easier. I think the biggest advantage is like in public settings, like we don't have to be as picky about where we like relieve ourselves. I can definitely say like there are times when like my wife would not want to go to the bathroom just because it was dirty even though she like needed to do it. Yeah and guys can go anywhere. You guys can go in the bushes or like on the side of the road but a girl does that. Guys are like ew what? <laughs> like you squatted like by the highway? Like why would you do that? It's so, so exposing. It's... <laughs> yeah but it comes in handy on like long road trips for guys because they can just like go in the car they can go anywhere i wouldn't mind if girls wanted to go as long as you know no one sees them like go for it you know do what you need to can you give us the breakdown on bathroom etiquette in a public setting so it only applies to stalls or not stalls um urinals but the rule is like you don't go to the one where you don't go to one that's already next to one that's being occupied unless there's no other options <laughs> even with friends like I don't know, like say Eric and I go to the urinal, like I would choose another one down just just because, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't. I'm just <laughs> oh, you're just so I curious, want to be really Eric. close to you. Do you guys talk while you pee? Like talk no. to each other? Okay. That, it's, definitely, it's definitely a game of getting out of there as fast as possible, I feel. That really depends. I feel like sometimes older people don't care as much, so they talk to you while you're peeing in the urinals but i've never mm. talked to anyone that's just like younger this bathroom <laughs> segment is quite something my brain another question is why does it take so long for guys to poop i feel like guys Seriously. are pooping for like hours i'm like literally watching a movie or what <laughs> okay I, I can speak for this but i i personally don't take a lot of time in the bathroom because i think it's inefficient and a waste of time but I feel like I've observed this in a bunch of my guy friends where they're just playing games. They're like <laughs> watching YouTube or something or playing mobile games. So that can take a lot of time. Yo, but the leg circulation. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it that different from sitting down in a chair? It's more uncomfortable. You're pooping and stinky. I guess, it, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just a I mystery. <laughs> just a mystery that I'll never understand. Yeah. You should observe your SO next time and just observe. I have. <laughs> <laughs> have you asked him like what he does in there? He it's it's a lot of YouTube. I mean like I get that, but then when I'm done, I'm done, you know? Do you think that there's a pressure for guys to appear strong and not show like quote unquote like weak feelings or emotions? That was like a 180 pivot from poop. <laughs> I feel like times have changed. Even as recent as five, 10 years ago, I think it was definitely more prominent and it was a societal norm for guys to be portrayed and act a certain way. And I think, especially in Asian cultures, um, there's such a big emphasis on like 
the man of the family, like the sons. And just that has been a big part of Asian culture for so long that it is certainly ingrained in certain ways. And in our own parents, I can see that you know, there are expectations there. They're not, they need to be strong. They need to leave the house no matter what the situation is. And I think now it's definitely a transitional period. Um, there's more emphasis on mental health. I think there's more of a discussion on like toxic masculinity and what that means. If you don't deal with those emotions, it does manifest within your family, within your leadership in different ways. Um, and I think definitely the awareness of that is more prominent nowadays. People are transitioning. People are being more open with talking about their feelings and there's less of a stigma. I definitely hear a lot of girls um, say this nowadays, like I want to like find a guy that's like in tune with his feels, right? People recognize that the chiseled abs of a strong man <laughs> is not really what makes um, relationships successful in the long run. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you're able to talk to your other guy friends about your emotions? Yeah, going off of that, I think that's related to what Josh was just talking about. And I think what's, what contributes to sort of this toxic masculinity phenomenon is that I think a lot of guys don't have the experiences talking about their emotions or their feelings. And that could be something that's brought up by parents or brought up by family or just from their close friends or group of friends where I think maybe a lot of guy friends don't even talk about very deep emotions or feelings with one another. Maybe they talk to other guy friends to, in a way, even escape from that when they can just talk about something that's not deep. But I think generally that you don't really see that among like guy friends as well. Yeah, it's definitely true. I feel like um, just observing females, I think generally a little bit more open about talking about very different aspects and like how they feel about perhaps like even trivial things. Like, I don't know, like, how like how Ange felt about finding gluten-free Oreos like you know that may be a big deal right um but guys I feel like even though there is a transitional period it tends to not be brought up as much and unless it's something like very serious or it's you know to a point where they can't keep it inside themselves anymore but I think Eric brings up a good point um I think a lot of the time a lot of times people don't realize how their upbringing has affected them. And I feel like that's definitely something that's been changing. A lot of guys also model their own behavior after their own fathers. And I think that's very prevalent in the Asian culture where I think Asian dads, you know, when you think about Asian dads, what you can think of is a sort of this stereotype where like maybe they don't really share much or they are more quiet and they just put their head down and go to work. Um, and I think maybe that could be something that's transmitted throughout different generations where um, if the dad doesn't show a lot of emotions and only and mostly the mom does, I think maybe, you know, kids grow up thinking that that's the norm, that that's okay. It's good that there is that generational and cultural shift now because, you know, your kids will have a different model in their life based on, you know, the trends and how different stereotypes and stigmas are changing so i think mm -hmm. you know it's good to keep that in mind as we are getting older and influencing young people whether it's like our future kids or younger people too because eventually you know they are the future we answered i guess um or the guys answered sort of like our general questions and we're going to move into some of our listeners questions so i can start off with the first question it is from a friend who wants to re remain anonymous on the podcast but he asks, how did you guys get to be so sexy? <laughs> I need to call him out. <laughs> Shy boys. <laughs> Shy boys. <laughs> um, I know this is like mostly questions about us, but at the same time, like what is 
like in a way sexy to girls nowadays,、uh, aside from the physical things. What's your workout routine or your diet? A lot of squats and a lot of bubble tea. I think it's like a funny, silly question, but I think at the end of the day, I guess the word "sexy" is sort of subjective、um, and relative. And if I feel confident in myself or how I appear to other people, then really that's just from one reason only, and that's because I am a child of God, and therefore I'm wonderfully and fearfully created. And so, if I have confidence in that, not necessarily in myself, but in that, goes a long way in terms of how you go about approaching this world. I guess. Iconic. We stand the identity in Christ. Yeah, I mean, confidence is key, and I think people look at their own flaws and they're like, "Oh, this is like so bad, I need to hide it." But I think there's something to be said about people who are like confident and like aware of their flaws, and like, and yeah, I think that can appear attractive to people. True. True. Ange, do you want to ask another listener question? Okay, Christy from Maryland asks, "What do you notice first about a girl?" What do I notice first is different from what I care about the most. If that、Ooh. makes sense. Share both. So I guess what I might notice first is like I guess most other guys. I think guys are very visual creatures, so I think looks that has a different threshold for and preferences for every guy, right? I think definitely a girl's. Looks we might notice first, but at the end of the day, should not be what we care the most about.、Mm-hmm. And I think what we should care most about is whether or not you see yourself compatible with them. I think that's huge, and also if you can both live together、um, to pursue Christ more. What about the looks? I'm curious. Is it like the eyes, the smile, the height, the hair? That's hard to. That's hard to like. I guess break down. Like I said before, lo- that's sort of a personal preference that might look different for every guy.、Um, but got it. It's butt size. <laughs> Dang girl, you doing all those squats? Exposed. <laughs> Has anyone ever dropped that line at, at you at the gym? No. There's something about long hair. It's just mysterious and like attractive. And there's nothing. I don't know what what it is about it. Maybe it's like running your hand like through their long hair or something. I don't know. Okay, we have another question from Eunice from Maryland. What's your ideal date? Bubble tea. Or、right, answer for Eric. Thanks. Now your turn, Josh. Or I can go first. I'm sort of more, I guess, maybe more introverted and more chill and laid back. I like good food and. Bubble tea, just getting to know each other. I think that's sort of the most important part. And I'm not someone who emphasizes or cares too much about what exact activities we're doing. Whether like we have to be somewhere or we have to be doing some like recreational activity. Just as long as it's a setting where I can get to know that person, I don't think it matters too much to me. The quality time. Yeah, definitely echo a lot of that. Like something that's always nice, like going to a nice restaurant, like. A nice spot with a nice ambience, um, ambience, ambiance.、Um, <laughs> Eunice also asked, "What's a moment you were the most flustered by a girl?" I think one of the things,、um, particularly because it's becoming more common nowadays,、um, especially in like I think the Asian circles, like at times it's like socially acceptable for like females to approach the guy first、um, rather than you know wait and like be direct, right? I think that. The first time that was definitely flustering because I think guys are usually on the other end. They feel like a certain way, like they are nervous about asking, like what's going to、mm-hmm. happen after that. But 
when it's told to you, it feels really different. It's tough. It's tough to process it on the spot. Mm -hmm. Especially in a culture where like the guys are expected or like traditionally the one to make the first move or to be like the first one to vocalize their feelings and confess. I think for me, I don't have sort of a ton of experiences or stories, but I do remember this one time I felt flustered or I don't know if even flustered was the right word, but more of like heartwarmed. It was mm -hmm. when I was applying to medical school and I was taking the MCAT and I was very stressed out and studying a lot for it. And I like went into like a time where I didn't see anybody for like a couple of months just studying. And after I finished it, I remember coming out to like see a group of friends. And I remember this girl, she said, she was saying, she was telling me about like congratulating me on finishing the, the test. And she told me that she was praying a lot for me. And I didn't even tell her to do that. So I think that was when I was most like flustered. I was like, oh, wow, you remember after all this time. And, and so I ended up dating her. Cute. Okay, a question from me from Marilyn asks, why do guys twitch in their sleep? I, I feel like that's not gender exclusive, that? though. I feel like guys do it so much more. Or maybe it's just because, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know if I twitch in my sleep. I don't know. I hear about it a lot. Like, girls are like, they they tweet things. They're like, why does my boyfriend twitch in their sleep? Is he broken? <laughs> Is he broken? <laughs> maybe we just tw dated twitchy people. Crystal. Oh, maybe that's what it is. It's because guys always seem to be ready to respond. And <laughs> so any any sort of sound, they'll they'll be twitching. Um, here's a question from um, anonymous: Can a guy and a girl just be friends? I can talk about this. I used so I used to think that a guy and a girl cannot just be friends. Well, let's let's say in terms of like maybe really good friends or even close to even best friends. I think that's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. I used to think that once you're close enough, you will probably start thinking about why you're so close together and why you're such good friends. And inevitably, a lot of times, at least down to the road of, oh, I could see myself being with this person for a long time. And so that moves in a new direction, right? So I used to think like that. But to be honest, after seeing Josh and Ange, I truly believe that a guy and girl can <laughs> So maybe you guys can talk more about that because from, from after meeting you guys, I'm like, okay, yeah. He possible. set it up for you all. He was like, I got this, but actually I'm going to toss it back to you. Uh, Eric, that's a big expose. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest expose of them all. People can be friends, we can, but it's certainly tougher to be closer friends like across the opposite genders. Like as you get closer and that's definitely tough, right? Because I think one of the big hallmarks, I guess, from the other's perspective is one of the biggest hallmarks of a successful relationship is profound friendship, right? I think that's why it tends to be so hard because that, that can be the basis of a really successful relationship. Setting that aside, um, I think people find it to be tough because people look at that aspect of it and they think, oh, like, this like, must be it. This is my soulmate. Like, oh my God, like, we're meant to be in a relationship. But I think there's so much more than those things, right? I think what separates like people from just friends and like romantic relationships, um, mm -hmm. you know, there certainly is like physical attraction is a big part, of course. Um, 
But at the same time, like people can be friends, but have profound goals. They can have like very different fundamental beliefs. Like um, people who believe in the left can be friends with people who believe in the right, but will it be like a long-term successful thing? Probably not, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think those things kind of push people over the edge of being from friends to just like to being in a relationship. Are there like parameters? Like, do you think it's easier to be friends with someone of the opposite gender if you or the other person are already in a committed relationship? I think, I think so. it depends. Like, I think from Eric and I, like maybe it's, this is generalizing a bit, but like we both grew up with female siblings, right? Um, and mm -hmm. I think it has certainly shaped us in a different way um, than True. people who just grew up by themselves as a single child or people who grew up with brothers, right? I think the interaction just tends to be different. I think that definitely changes that parameter and changes how things are looked at. Like if you were just in a household and you were like just with guys, like, you know, any female of the opposite gender is gonna be like, oh my gosh, like who is this like new person? I must talk to her, <laughs> right? But it's just the experience difference. Um, mm. and it really, I think it really does change and shape people. Okay, here's a fun one. What are your biggest turn on slash turn offs? Getting personal here. I think one of the biggest turn offs is sometimes I don't think it's a bad thing. And I want to emphasize that. So please don't cancel me. But <laughs> media portrayal of females being treated a certain way has become so ingrained. And I think people take that as if that it should be the norm. Like things so like females should always be treated a certain way. Like they should always buy me bags, like no questions asked, like those kind of things, right? And I think even though it sounds ridiculous, I think it's really prevalent in a lot of people's mindsets, shockingly, that is a turnoff, like expecting to be treated in a certain way um, mm -hmm. for no apparent reason. Um, I think just nothing wrong with buying gifts. Like if, you know, things are going well, like you like each other, like of course that's a great way to show your affection, but like demanding it or like expecting things to be given to you in a certain way, that's one of, that certainly is a big turn off. Is it a turn off if a girl expects you to take the bill on the first date? Oof, a spicy question. I think, I think nowadays, like, I think it's complicated because um, a lot of times, like, because guys pay for the whole thing, they expect something in return. There's like this transactional thing going on, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that has gradually moved into the world where people kind of pay for their own thing, right? Because it kind of absolves you of your responsibility. You're like, we're here, we paid our own, paid our own spot to be here. Like if we leave, no hard feelings, right? Mm -hmm. I think it really depends. I think it's something that needs to be, I guess talked about right i think some guys are more than happy to do it not just because they accept something like um maybe that's just how they were raised like that's mm -hmm, they consider mm -hmm. that to be good manners like on a first date maybe that's proper right i think that certainly is fine right but i think long term especially if you move past like the dating world like right like these days like you know i don't be i'm not like oh can you pay? Can I pay? Like, it's the same money, right? It's like, yeah. did you bring it? Did you bring your credit card? I didn't bring my credit card, uh, but it's the same credit card, right? And I think in the short term, I, I would say it probably doesn't matter as much, but in long run, it does. I think, especially if people don't share finances, it does become something to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. um, but once you do, if you do, like, it's the same money. It doesn't matter who swipes the credit card mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's why Josh buys me a lot of bubble tea because it doesn't matter. It's the same credit same card. Money. <laughs> that's because 
one one day Andrew will look at like the bill. He's like, "What is this five dollars going out every month? What is this five dollars?" <laughs> like it's the sugar daddy money. Yeah. Sugar daddy. Tiger sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah, a big turn on for guys, I think, or it's just me personally. I think someone who is knows exactly what they want. I'm not shy to say mm-hmm. what it is and be direct about it. Is a big thing for me because, like, mm-hmm. I think with Eric, Eric touched upon it, right? Like, a lot of guys like the efficiency um, aspect, and I personally like am a big fan of be- making things efficient. But at the same time, I think it goes both ways. Like, if you know what you want, like, don't play games for it, right? It happens or it doesn't happen. True. Like, you playing the game mm-hmm. in the middle, it's not going to help that thing happen more or less. Yeah, I think I completely agree with what Josh was talking about, and going off of what he was just saying, I think. I think we both really um, have appreciation for efficiency, and I think this goes for both guys and girls. It's not ex- exclusively more for one gender than not, but I think ambition is always something that I sort of look for. I think I look for um, maybe girls who have a deep passion for something. It can be anything; it doesn't matter what it is, or have a plan in their life of. What they want, I think that's what I look for. Maybe overgeneralizing, but even for what girls look for guys, I don't think girls would like guys who don't know what to do with their lives or have no plan of getting there. I guess it gets also summed up to be like laziness. I try to look for girls that are not, I guess, in a way too lazy, and sort of just sit around and watch TV all day. Is that gonna get me canceled? No. We can cut that out if we need. <laughs> A lot of no, canceling we today. We don't date projects here. We're not about that. We are not. We're done with that. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks guys for sharing. We're gonna move into Would You Rather now. And since Ange has done this twice already, we'll have one of the guys pick a number between 1 and 100. Sure. Um, 21. Would you rather put a stop to war or end world hunger? Uh, this is going to get me canceled. I can feel it. This, this um, episode is just getting everyone canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, right? I think both of them are very profound and they have very profound things to be said about them. Um, and yes, hunger is important. But I think if I had to pick, I think I would say it's probably better to end wars. And the reason I think that is because a lot of times hunger is because of the lack of focus on improvement and infrastructure and et cetera, et cetera, right? And wars definitely prevent that, right? Like, I think if you look at the Middle East, like a lot of these third world countries are not very developed because they just spend time, all the time warring and like things get destroyed all the time, right? Therefore, the byproduct of that would be, you know, a better development and more investment into, you know, things that would end world hunger. Very well said. Eric, you got to pick now. Um, 77. Would you rather meet the president of the United States or a movie star? Movie star. Which one? <laughs> that was quick. Um, Chris Evans, because he's Captain America. True. Beautiful human being. Captain America. Why would you? Would you want to meet Captain America or the president of America? I think if I had a chance to meet Obama, I would want to meet Obama. Over Chris Evans? Yes. Also, I like Iron Man a lot better because he's the OG. Okay. Civil War time. <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode. Um, thanks, guys, for being on this episode. It's really nice having you both and and as always. Thank you for being honest. And 
I mean, I learned a lot. I don't know about you guys if you learned a lot from each other, but hopefully our listeners will also feel like they learned something new about guys. So yeah, if you, I don't know, do you guys have any last words? <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. True. Be direct. Be direct in everything in life. I think for me, be confident, but not cocky. I think that there's a clear difference. And I think things will come along more if you are more confident in yourself, but where your source of confidence comes from is very important as well. So make sure it's from the right source. True, true. Okay, well, we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys again for guesting and for all of our listeners who are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Uh, make sure that you leave a nice review and a nice rating on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen to the podcast on there. It really helps to get the podcast up and going and helps to share you know, what you think about the episodes to other people so that they can listen to it. And yeah, we'll see you on the next episode next week. Bye. 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 Drink more bubble tea.